Amen. Good to be in God's house today. Uh, we'll be in Ruth chapter number 2. Uh, read one verse of Scripture there and get down to Ruth chapter number 3. Uh, play, preach a message God's placed on our heart. It's hard to preach when the service has been like it is today. I'll be honest. Uh, we could just go on and take off. and Just uh, just God's is so real today. And I'll be, I'll be honest, if you ain't felt God, you're in the most privileged place today. If you've not felt God in the service, I'd do business with God today. I wouldn't leave these doors without doing business with God. Because uh, I believe every saved person that's saved by the grace of God is living right for God. You couldn't help but feel God. And uh, I want to preach a message God placed upon our heart. It don't seem like it fits the fits the service today, but we got to mind the Lord today. We want to preach about uh, what are you going to do when the fields dry up? Where are you going to go when the fields dry up? In Ruth chapter number 2, verse number 23, the Bible reads as this. It says, So she kept fast by the maidens of Boaz to glean unto the end of barley harvest and of the wheat harvest and dwelt with her mother-in-law. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, My daughter, shall I not seek rest for thee, that it may be well with thee? And now is not Boaz of our kindred, whose maidens thou wast? Behold, he went with barley tonight in the threshing floor. Wash thyself and anoint thee and put thy raiment upon thee. Get thee down to the floor, but make not thyself known unto the man until he, has, until he shall have done eating and drinking. And it shall be when thou, when he lieth down that thou shalt mark the place where he shall lie, and shalt thou shalt go in and uncover his feet and lay thee down, and he will tell thee all that he will tell thee what thou shalt do. And she said unto her, All that thou sayest unto me, I will do. Now that's all we'll read. We may get further along, but let me ask you today, what are you going to do when the fields dry up? Where are you going to go when the harvest is dry? Uh, my friend, in Ruth chapter 1, we find a story there's nothing but brokenness, uh, bitterness, and death. In chapter number 2, I'm glad for the first person that's named. In chapter number 2, you find that the kinsman redeemer, his name Boaz, is the seventh person named in the book of Ruth. And thank God, He's the first person. You say, well, what changed from bitterness to chapter number 2? It's when the kinsman redeemer shows up in your field. Thank God you can go from bitterness into blessing. I'm glad that Jesus is here today. Glory to God today. You may come in today and feel down, feel discouraged, but aren't you glad today walking through the midst of your field? The kinsman redeemer has come by your way and let you know it's still good to be saved by the grace of God. Amen. It's still good to be called a child of God today. Amen. You may go through dry spells. By the way, we're all going to go through dry spells. But it's what you do in the dry spells that will make a difference, my friend. I'd say go with God. Let come with me. I'm going with God today. Amen. Now let me say this. Every family that's in your life God sent. Amen. That's right. Every there's famines that are God sent. If there was never a famine in Israel's life, Israel and Joseph never would have been reunited. Oh, but thank God for the famine oh, that was down in it, oh, down in it. Israel, brother. Oh, my friend. Oh, was that famine that caused Jacob oh, to send his sons out oh, to go search out some corn? Amen. And when they got to the corn, they got to the storehouse, 
some famine, didn't he? Yes. Bible said he sat by the brook. Why? God fed him. Right. But then the brook dried up. Amen. Amen. So what he did, he said, go to Zarephath. Get to that widow's house. He said, I just, he's going to said, I got a widow woman that'll sustain you. You know what? He needed her as much as she needed him. Aren't you glad for the famine today? You say, I heard from God in quite some time. You don't know what God's getting ready to do in your life. Amen. Oh, that's our Phoenician woman over in the New Testament. Amen. That's right. Oh, she begged God to heal her daughter. And begged God. Oh, but He answered her. Not a word. What was she going through? She was going through a dry spell. She was going through a famine. Oh, but my friend, even when He wouldn't answer a word, she still worshipped. Amen. And when she worshipped, He said, not faith and safe. My daughter! Just because you're going through a famine doesn't mean your worship stops. Amen. Just because you're going through a hard time don't mean you let down on God. Amen. Let the hard time shape you. Let it mold you. Get to where God is today. Oh, in root chapter number 2, Bruce living off the handfuls of purpose. And they were sufficient for a time, Brother Don. Amen. The Bible said twice that it was sufficient. He fed her from the table with his hand and gave her sufficient supply. He dropped handfuls of purpose in her life and it was sufficient. Oh, when the fields dried up, oh, my friend, she could no longer get to the fields of handful of purpose, brothers. Oh, my friend, there was nothing to glean from. Oh, but when it dried up, that's when she sought the Redeemer! God's got to dry some fields out. Amen. Some of you, let me say this and I'll move on. Some of you are spending too much time living on yesterday's blessings when God's got fresh field today for you. Get what God wants to give you today. Amen. Families are God sent. But how you react will determine whether you get a blessing or a bruising. There's a difference. I'm, I'm glad that there's been some blessings that have been counted today. Sometimes you get in these meetings and all he wants to do is count the bruises. Let me tell you this, I've got more blessings than I've got bruises. Amen. Amen. You can spend your time wallowing in over your bruises or you can just thank God for the blessings. And my friend, let me tell you, it's good to be saved. Report home. Or stay there. You need to remain home or you need to report home. We're dead in chapter number 3. She said, Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, My daughter, shall I not seek rest for thee, that it may be well with thee? First thing you need to do when you go through a payment is if you're at home, you need to stay home. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You don't need to go searching all around everywhere else. Just stay where God's placed you. God will send the rain when it's time. Amen. Let God send the famine. Let God send the rain. Just wait on God. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no reason for you to be a vagabond. By the way, He saved us when we were vagabonds. Why should we go act like one now? Amen. I was a stranger and a soldier in a foreign land. Oh, but thank God I'm now counted amongst the people of God. It's good to be saved. Why do I want to live a vagabond's life anymore? I don't. I'm saved by the grace of God. I'm a child of the Most High God. Let's stay home today. And I ain't talking about 
my staying home from church on Sunday either. Amen. I'm going to stay where God's placed you at. You ever thought about where God told Jeremiah? Basically, summing up, He just said, Jeremiah, He said, I placed you here. I just need you to bloom where I placed you. You bloom where God's placed you. You stay where God's placed you. And God will send them food, my friend. Right out of heaven. She went home. She went to where Naomi was. She found Karen, verse number one, from the mother-in-law. Yeah, right. Naomi signified the church. Uh, we're, we're like Naomi today. We're telling people where to go find the Redeemer. Amen. 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 That's our job. It, we're not the Redeemer. Amen. Right. Uh, that baptismal pool is not the Redeemer. Oh, but we're pointing to one that is the Redeemer today. Amen. 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 Notice the communication that Naomi gave her. Number one, she told them where. First of all, who he is. I'm glad today you know who exactly who Jesus Christ is today. He's the Savior of all mankind. Amen. The Bible said He comes seeking to save that which was lost. Amen. Was the reason why not many people's getting saved, not many people's taking their spot as a lost person anymore. Everybody's taking their spot as I'm a good person. I'm a good moral person. Jesus Christ come seeking to save that. Which was lost. You got to take your place as a sinner before you ever take your place as a saint. Amen. We got a lot of people just trying to progress their way and just trying to skip that step. Bible says you must be born again. I still believe in a born again experience. Amen. Not these one, two, three repeats after me that everybody's getting these days. But I'm talking about a born again experience by being convicted by the Word of God, drawn by the Holy Spirit of God, and birthed into this thing through the working and the power of the Holy Ghost of God. I'm talking about born again today. Let me say this, if I can talk you into salvation, I can talk you out of it. But you can't talk me in, you can't talk me out because I wasn't talked into this thing. I was birthed into this thing. Amen. Aren't you glad to be born again today? I can stop right there and everybody say, by grace of God, I can take a good spell right there. Aren't you glad to be born again today? First of all, you got to know who He is. you got to know who He is. Then you got to know where to find Him. Amen. Naomi told him exactly where to find him. Yeah. They told him what to do when you get there. Hallelujah. Now it's quite a contrast from chapter number one. Chapter number one, the Bible said famine came because Israel chose to walk after their own way. I'm glad for the way the Bible's placed together, aren't you today? And Judges, the last chapter, the last verse in Judges said every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Uh, amen. And that's where it was. Ain't that sound like the world today? Amen. Every man, Brother Dixon, doing what's right in his own eyes. Oh, but they're not doing right in God's eyes. And there's a big difference. Oh, but chapter of the eighth book of the Bible is the book of Ruth. And that number eight means a new beginning. Aren't you glad? Oh, God's got a new beginning for all of us. Us today, oh my friend, yes, everyone be turning to the wayside, yes, everyone may be going their own way. Oh, but I'm glad great's going to be the day. Oh, when God gives you and I a new beginning, thank God for the Redeemer today. This old veil of tears one day is going to be gone. Oh, we're going to walk in, my friend. It's all going to be new. I'm looking forward to that day. Oh, some of them old saints of God, you saw them lifting hands today. They've been through the wars. They've been through the battles. They're looking forward to it. Oh, but aren't you glad today? If you've been saved for five minutes or you've been saved for 80 years, you get the same heaven. Amen. Amen. But when you... So in chapter number one, there was leaving. Then there was a 
when, when Elimelech left the field, when Elimelech left home, he didn't just leave home by himself, but he took people with him. Yeah. He took his family. Amen. And his family got down there and they thought they was living on high hog. Thought they was living real good. I think they may have looked at themselves and boys looked at themselves, well, we got us daughters. We've got us wives. God's blessed us while we're down here. No, they were so far away. Why was Elimelech the only one that left? I think there's some people that was rooted in over there in Israel. Amen. Just because someone leaves don't mean we all got to leave. Amen. Amen. Just because your best friend walks out don't mean you got to. Stay by the stuff. Stay where it's at. Stay where God is. It pays to serve God. But when you leave, you leave people with you. Yep. That's right. You walk away out of this thing, you're not taking just yourself, you're taking people with you. <laughs> Let me say this if you've already got your lock set and barrel to leave this good old gospel way, you go on and go, but you don't take no one with you. You leave it where God's at. Amen. Amen. You stay where God's at. Oh, but they, he led people away, but then they stayed too long. Stayed 10 years. That's right. They lost everything. Yes, sir. But Naomi had to change the tune from chapter 1 to chapter 3. She knew what it like to be broke. Yes, sir. Some of you, they might be like Naomi. You might have walked away. You might have spent some time out away from God and you've come back broke. Oh man, do your best to advise people. Don't go, don't face the scars that you've got on your body. Amen. Advise people to stay with God. Amen. But you've got to react to what you hear. It's one thing to hear. The Bible says, Blessed is the doer of the word, not, not just to hear. We got a lot of hearers, but we got a few doers today. Right. Amen. You're right, Richard. You realize I could probably go to every one of your pastors today, the churches that are represented here, and I can ask your pastors. And there, there may be 300 in your church, or there might be 50 in your church, but I'd be safe to say this. There's probably 10% that react to what they hear from the Word of God every Sunday. Yes. 10%. 10%. That's sad. That's sad. Brother, we can probably, you can probably, if I come to you and say, what's the five people if God was to take the five people out of your church that hurt you the most? You know exactly who those five people are, don't you, brother? You know who they are the most. My friend, why? Because those are the ones that react when they hear something from the Word of God. They react. They do with what God says to do with. When you, so Ruth, uh, not only... Went stayed home. Not only went to Naomi to hear what God had, hear what Naomi had to say, but she had to react. She, how you respond will determine what what you do with it, my friend. You've got to be compliant. Ruth did in chapter number chapter number three, verse number five. She said, "All that thou tellest me, I will do." Yes. Three simple words: I will do. I will do. Hey, man, that's what we need more of in our churches is I will do attitudes. You want me to sweep the floors? I will do. You want me to be a doorkeeper in the house of God? David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than sin on the seat of the scornful. He, David, said, God, whatever you want me to do, I will do. My friend, do you got an I will do attitude today? If you've got an I will do attitude, you'll enjoy camp meeting. Amen. That means preachers, you may not get called on to preach, but if you've got an I will do attitude, you'll get blessed as much as may by your preaching. Amen. That means song singers, if you've got an I will do attitude, God, you want me to sing, I'll sing, but if not, God, I'll pray for the ones that are. God will bless you the same. But you got to do it. But if you don't have an I will do attitude, you'll leave out of here today and you'll be in the famine. You'll leave this camp meeting and say, why in the world did I waste my time going down to camp meeting. Uh-huh. Everybody else be going out here strutting like a peacock. They've just been with God. But you'll walk out like you ain't had bread in years. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Ain't that worry any better than you? 
But there's just a difference in attitude. When the attitude's right, the motive's right, God will bless that, my friend. You better got to have the right motive also. It makes a difference. Compliance of Ruth, but then she humbled herself. She got down to the threshing floor. Anybody knows anything about the threshing floor? The threshing floor is where the separation happened. A lot of people want to get the blessing of God, but they don't want to go through the separation. Amen. I still believe, Brother Dixon, in separation. I still believe God requires separation. If you want to live holy for God and live right for God, you're going to have to separate yourself from some things of the world and go with God. And the excuse ain't going to be, well, brother so-and-so does it, so I'll get away with it. That excuse don't hold water with God. You've got the King James 16-11. You've got to go by what thus saith the Word of God. Go by the book, die by the book, live by the book, and God will bless you by the book. I'm glad, brother, brother Freddie, we've got the instruction manual that God laid down for us. I don't have to search this land walking about asking what God wants out of me. I know what God wants out of me. I know what God expects out of me. It's in the manual today. Yes, sir. It's in the manual. But she humbled herself. She got herself down to the floor. Preachers were going to have to do one thing in this last days. Have to want to get down on the floor. Yeah. Have to want to get down. Amen. Have to be one to let God play on us. <laughs> let God get some things off our lives. Yes. We want to humble ourselves. Yes. And get down where God's at. Ruth had to get to where the feet had to get to the feet of Boaz. Sure. She had to get down on the floor. A lot of preachers today got too much pride. A lot of seniors today got too much pride. God can't use them. They can stay sound right. What they say is right. What they sing is right. But God ain't on it. I'd rather God be on what I say and God be on what I do. And if it's only 5% man, I'd rather God be on just a little bit of what I can do for Him than to sound right, look right, do the part right, and not have God on it at all. It pays to have the power of God, but it'll cost you to have the power of God on your life. Yes, We're going to have to, to humble ourselves. Lose some pride and get where God's at today. It's a problem with a lot of churches today. There's too much pride in it. Too much pride. How to get the pride? Where's the pride start? It starts in our life. You say, you say, you taught me, we all deal with pride. We all got pride problems, don't we? Ain't, ain't, ain't one of us exempt from pride. Amen. 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 Ain't no reason for you to look at me like you're holier than thou. Amen. You deal with pride also. Every time God gets on you, God uses you one time, you want to strut around and say, look what I've done for God. I've done this for God. I've done that for God. By the way, if any good thing comes, it comes from God. It comes from God. Amen. You want to know why Brother Dixon can stay in the safe for 60-some years? Him and his wife spent married 64 years. Thank God for that. What a miracle that is. But before that, he got had a saving grace experience for God and could tell about how good God's been in his life. He's been where God's at. Amen. Have you gone through some famous Brother Dixon in them years? Amen, you have. Brother Toby, you gone through some famous in your years? Yes, yeah. We all gone through some famous, but the difference is... is Get where God's at. But notice she replied in honesty. She said, I am Ruth. In chapter number 9, she said, Boaz looked at her and said, Who art thou? She said, I am Ruth. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with God. When God puts His finger on our lives, ain't no sense in saying, God, I'm this, God, I'm that. Just saying, God, here I am. You know exactly who I am. And she said, I am. am Ruth. He already knew who she was. He already met her in chapter number 2. Already knew all about her. Already knew who her mother-in-law was. Oh, but she had to reply to him and respond to him on who exactly she was. Amen. She said, I'm Ruth. She replied in honesty. She was a Moabite. We all know what the Bible says about Moab. It was God's washcloth. Yeah. Amen. 
But then she noticed that there was some nakedness about her. She said, I need you to cover me. Amen. Ruth, Ruth was virtuous. Still at that point, she was a virtuous woman. Yeah. I know a lot of your modern day theologians will tell you that Ruth wasn't a, wasn't a virtuous woman. Oh, she was very virtuous, my friend. Amen. She was virtuous enough that Boaz took, took a, took a, took a kit and took a liking to her that he, he knew who she was. He got acquainted with her. Hey man, and Boaz had enough God about him that uh, you ever. Let me give some young people some advice. If you if you want to find a perfect spouse to to, to marry, be one that meets the qualification what you need. You boys find your Ruth. Amen. Find your Ruth. Find your one that when mom and daddy give us some answers, they don't buck up and argue against it. They go with what mom and daddy uh, says. Amen. And they go with God. Let me say this. You young men, you go find your rebellious woman that's rebellious to her mom and dad. Guess what? She's going to be rebellious in your home when it comes time for you to stand. Amen. Amen. You say, well, her mom and dad just don't understand time. They understand time better than you think they do. Amen. We ain't out this thing too far along. It ain't changed that much. Amen. Amen. And you you young women, you go find your Boaz. Boaz had respect to the servants. Amen. He, he asked them, and he was cordial to the servants, and they was cordial to him. He had respect to the servants. You go find a man that that, that guy has has a touch of God on his life, and people around him respect him for who he is. And you go after that one. Now you'll find you a good man. That's that's free, anyways. That wasn't in the message what I had, Mark, but that's free advice, anyways. Amen. But she replied in honesty. But notice there was response from the redeemer. First of all, there was an acknowledgement. Verse number ten. He blessed said, "Blessed be thou, my, blessed be thou, the Lord, my daughter, for thou hast." Show more kindness in the latter end than in the beginning, inasmuch as thou followest not the young men, whether poor or rich. He acknowledged who she was. Verse number eleven. She he accepted the he accepted the challenge to redeem. He said, "I'll redeem you." He said, "I'll I'll be the one." He said, "Ruth, I'll I'll do all that you can." But right along when he said he was going to do it, there come affliction, there come a problem. In the way, in verse number twelve, he said there was a kinsman that was nearer that had the right to redeem first. Yes, that'd been pretty disheartening, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, here you are. You, you're in need of food. You're in need of you're in need of protection. You're in need of someone that can provide your meal for you. And right when he says it, I'll do the part. I'll play the part of the kinsman. Then comes along and says, "Wait, but there's someone that's near. There'll be affliction. When God's getting ready to bless you, the devil will get right and right involved with it and say, God can't do this. God can't do that. It'll never happen. It'll. God will never do what He's promised to you. He will do. The devil will tell you that. But notice what she had to do. She had to rest in what the Redeemer said. Verse number 13, He said, Tarry this night, and it shall be in the morning. Wasn't no reason for Ruth to toss the bed and turn to and fro. The problem was between Boaz and any other Redeemer. Amen. You can worry and you can wander and you can wait, weep all night and wonder how God's going to do this and how God's going to do that, or you can just rest in what the Redeemer said. You can just go with God. What are you going to do when the fields dry up, brother Toby? I've heard this saying. I know you said worry is like a rocking chair. You, you, it gives you something to do, but it don't get you nowhere. You can worry all night and worry all night and worry all night, and you can wake up in the morning and all you've done is worry. You ain't resting. But when you hear from heaven, not about hear from God, you can rest in what the Redeemer said. What are you going to do when the fields dry up? You need to stay home. You need to report home. You need to react to what you heard. You need to reply in honesty. You need to wait for the response and you need to rest in what the Redeemer said. But I don't want to leave you there. I want to get your last point here. You need to receive the reward. You see, in chapter number 2, she's getting handfuls of purpose. She was... 
sitting there at Boaz's hand or Boaz's servant's hand and getting those handfuls of purpose in her life. But when she got down to the feet of Boaz, she got to the feet of Boaz, the Bible said when she come back, she come back with a bountiful. She got a sufficient supply at his hand. When she got to the feet of Boaz, she got a whole lot more than that. Lottie today's trying to get to God's hand. Trying to get the hand out from God. Can I advise you this? Just get to the feet. Just humble yourself and get to the feet of God. You'll get more at the feet of God than you'll get anywhere else. Didn't Mary find her worship at the feet of God? Get to the feet of God today. React. Go with God. My friend, get, get the sufficient supply. She got a sizable supply. She got a significant supply. She got a sufficient supply when she got to the feet of God. Amen. That's what's on our heart today. Turn over this model.